Hello and welcome to the Hennessy Podcast. My name is Alex Royce, your host, not self-proclaimed anymore, your official host, That's along special. with my official co-host, Nathan Malinick, and of course, special guest on his own podcast, Ooh. John Hennessy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Rock and roll. Welcome. Great to have you. The self-proclaimed, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, I'm, not the, I'm not the host, I'm the ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here when he wants to be and not here when he doesn't Pretty want much. to be. Is he here? No, he's in the FI building. Nope, yeah. he's not really here. So, yeah. so we have some awesome stuff to talk about and you're going to have some great stories today. Um, uh, as always, an amazing action-packed episode. So thanks for tuning in. We've got some fun stuff. So... First of all, brought to you by Topo Chico. Yes, we need some sponsors. <laughs> yes. Topo Chico. I always have my Topo Chico when I podcast. If we could yeah. have a fridge here full of Topo Chicos, especially the lime version, wow, unreal. I'm, an, like I'm an original guy. And Just, powered by Penzoil. Yeah, powered by Penzoil, okay. as That's always. Right. Yeah, right. Fueled by Shell. That's right. So, right. some Hennessy updates. We are putting an amazing engine in an amazing truck. John, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we, you know, we put a video out. Uh, we put the news out a few weeks ago about our crazy. Let's take the Elephant Mopar engine, the the seven liter, supercharged thousand horsepower engine, and put that in not only the T Rex but also the Durango. At some point, I'm happy to report, as you guys know, that the uh, engine installation is complete. Um, I think right now the software engineers are just, you know, configuring the um, ECU so that. Uh, you know, there's some sort of a merger that they had to do between the crate motor controller for the for the elephant and the T-Rex. So you still have all the functionality of the T-Rex for all of its off-road capabilities. But um, we should be firing that baby up any day. That's going to be pretty wild. That engine is pretty phenomenal. 426 yeah. cubic inches. And yeah. they only made 100 of them. Is yeah. that right? I, I think so that's they're pretty what I've been hard told. to get. They're rare. They're expensive. They're rare, expensive. Um, but from the factory, no modifications makes 1,000 horsepower. And our technician that, that did the work on the on the swap, he's been all over the, the calibration engineers. They've been yes. working on the F5 this week. Heinrockets here this week testing the F5. And they're like, when are you guys going to get the calibration done for the yeah. elephant? We want to fire the T-Rex up. So yeah. We'll have to get that video out and that sucker making noise and doing burnouts and making noise in the dyno here hopefully in the next week or so. Yeah, that thing's going to make a boatload of power. Yeah. yeah. Horsepower, baby. Yeah. Next yeah. next will be the, the I think our shop Durango's coming in soon, so we'll uh, we've got another elephant motor out there that needs a home and so yeah, elephant powered Durango coming. So beast. Sweet. And yeah, then again, beast. we're just going to baseline these things with the stock thousand horsepower, and then we're going to see how far we want to turn it up beyond that. But uh, should be pretty well. Very unique, that's for sure. Definitely and rare. Yep, super hard to get. So speaking of things that are hard to get and hard to go to, car events are back. Let's just get real here. They're back, and we went to one last month uh, that we talked about in Mexico City. It was awesome. Tune into last month's uh, or last week's podcast episode for more how info you, how on you that. Pronounce the name of that. Pasteje. Automotive Invitational. It was incredible. It was unbelievable. Um, but we're going to an event this month in Amelia Island in Florida. Yes, yes. That five's going to be there. Worldwide <laughs> debut. We talked yeah. about that last week. Yep. And John, you were at some other event. Yeah, there a few was days uh, ago. a deal here in Houston. It's been around for about twenty-five years called Keels and Wheels. It's a very unique, not just car show, but they have a bunch of older wooden boats, Chris Crafts, that were built back in the. I'm guessing in the 50s and 60s. So just a 
see they had like a Ford versus Ferrari. So they had four GTs and they had a GT4, real GT40 and um, they had the Ferraris across the aisle. And they, I saw Aaron Shelby and I think it was Ken Miles' son. Oh, wow. I'd never met him before. And I saw his name, Miles, and I shook his hand and they were signing autographs. I didn't really want to interrupt these guys for too long. But I know Aaron. He lives in Dallas. He's Carol's grandson. He actually, if you look at pictures of Carol Shelby from when Carol was probably in his 40s, um, Carol in his 40s and Aaron, who's in his 40s now, they they do look a lot alike. Anyway, he's a ni- Aaron's the nicest guy. So those guys were there. And then some of my car friends from California, uh, Barry and Karen McGuire were here from McGuire's Wax. Great, great, great friends. Uh, Bruce Meyer, big, big collector, one of the, the founders of the Peterson Museum. He was here in town. And there, there so it's just kind of like you said, you know, from when the pandemic started in March of... 2020 the last major automotive event in the world was the Amelia Island Concours. Mm-hmm. I remember like literally you know I've never been to that event seeing you know pictures and details on social media and then literally the whole world like just shut down a yeah. few days later. Oh you've never been? Never been. Well okay. it's always it's always like that same week of Geneva and for the last oh, 10 right. years I've been going to Geneva. Yeah. And I th- and then now I'm kind of I went and did a site visit at the at the Ritz in in Amelia which is just out, just north of Jacksonville. And I thought, why haven't I been going to this? I've been spending all this yeah. time and money to go to Europe and which look as cool maybe because you have all the big brand marks, the Paganis and Bugattis, Koenigseggs and so on and so forth, but it is pretty cool. So we're we're super stoked about it. We'll have our so if anybody out there is listening that wants to come to Amelia Island, if you go to the Amelia Island Concours official website, the schedule's on there. But I believe on the the the, sh- the main Concours, the car show itself, where everybody dresses fancy and all that. I don't know how fancy I'm going to dress. I'm going to bring my fancy flip-flops, but we'll see. Yes. I don't know if my wife will let me wear those <laughs> or not. But anyway, um, but that's all Sunday. But Saturday, I believe, is a Cars and Coffee. Oh, and nice. it's like open to the public. And I again, I'm not looking at the website. I think it's from like 10 to 2 or something like that. But it's free, you know. So if somebody wants to come see the F5 and father, son, or, you know, whoever is able to get to, you know, Amelia Island, Florida. That's the worldwide opportunity for everybody to yeah, see that Yeah, so thing. it's the North. I mean, this is the global public debut of the car. We yep. unveiled it, you know, gosh, what, six months ago in, in December of at the end of last year. Um but it was virtual. I mean, nobody could nobody could travel anywhere. There was no venue where you could we could show it off. And we're like, gosh, we want to show our car off. And so, anyway, it's happening there. And we're looking at, you know, it looks like Pebble Beach is going to happen in August. Um, you know, unfortunately, the you know it used to be Exotics on Broadway, and the, I think they moved to Seaside. They felt like there were too many restrictions as far as the number of people and stuff. So they actually made an announcement a few days ago that their that event has been canceled for. This summer, That's but it's well, re, it is too bad because that was a really, um, that Johnny was a and Amy that put it on. Ramin, they're great people. They also do the Gold Rush Rally, which is actually coming here um, next month, which will be kind of cool. But anyway, so I mean, it's just neat to see, yeah. you know, car events coming back. And th- this, I don't know about you guys, but like when I went to Keels and Wheels, I spent more time talking to my people that I haven't seen at car events in a long time, year and a half. Than I did looking at the cars. Look, and there were still some cool cars there, and the boats were really pretty amazing. But the a lot of the cars I've you know seen a lot of those type of kind of makes you feel normal. It does, you know, and still people are a little weird as far as you know who will shake your hand, who will give you a yeah. fist bump, and you know every now and then you get the person that just like throws their hands up in the air like, 
Well, okay. Okay, I get it. Uh-huh. Everybody's yeah. a little, Everybody yeah. can do. Yeah. Everybody do whatever they want to do. If you don't want to hug, you don't want to, you know, fist bump or whatever, that's okay. But look, just it's just cool being out, seeing people, experiencing car events. And the people that I guess I really have a heart for are like my friends in the car hobby or just in general the the older folks, the folks that are 70 and above. And like, you know, those folks don't know whether they got two good years left or 20 good years left. And so it's like, man, to lose a year and a half of your life because of the pandemic at the, at those later years, that sucks. You, you know, you yeah. work your whole life to build a life and a family and friends and a community. And, and, and then ultimately you retire from whatever your profession was and you now have some means and time to enjoy all that and to get all that put on hold. Yeah. I mean, look, it's not as bad as like, you know, the guys in the military that are dodging bullets in Afghanistan, but it's still, it just, yeah, it sucks. So, so, so the fact that car events are opening back up and there's more and more of them coming, I think cars and coffee is coming back to Houston soon. I've, I've heard that rumor. Maybe it's even, I think they have something this weekend. This weekend it's is like downtown. A, a, a more, a smaller thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like On 60 Avenida cars or something. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, it's just cool to see a car events coming back and, and people like you know, people want to wear masks. You wear a mask. If you, yeah. You know, if you get your shot and you don't want to wear a mask, then should great. be everybody's choice. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy to see how the world has changed so much, where so many things are now virtual, and like shows like Geneva that you've been going to forever, yeah. aren't even coming back. Yeah, yeah ever. That's yeah. real. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is is that kind of the the future of car shows? Is it like just car and coffee events? Is it like events like Amelia Island and Pebble Beach that are outside and outdoors? I think they, ha- I think they have to be experiential. I think that was even before. COVID and the pandemic and all that stuff, you know, Detroit kind of knew that the traditional car show, you know, the Detroit auto show, which I went to the last one, whenever that was in January of maybe 19. Yeah. They, they knew that they, they knew that they needed to evolve and go to more like a Goodwood festival of speed. So they had planned on doing this outdoor thing in the summertime, which, you know, I always thought that the auto show in Detroit in January, I'm like, it's 10 degrees and snowing. It's this brutal. is miserable. It is. You know, the only place you'd want to be is inside Cobo Hall. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think the experiential because, you know, if anybody's ever been to Goodwood, um, you know, it's outside and you're in the UK, it's in summertime. Yeah, sure, it could rain. It probably will rain. But but at least you've got cars moving. They The, the manufacturers could have activations to where, you know, they've got a little Jeep thing where you kind of go over rocks and tree stumps yeah. and stuff like that. And I'd so, love to go to that event. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a festival. And so I think... Is there anything in North America or the States that is the equivalent to Goodwood? Well, I think that there's some events that are going to try to do that. Um, there's, um, um, I believe, an event. The guy that used to run the Laguna Seca racetrack sponsored by WeatherTech, uh, one of our clients, um, David McNeil, nice guy, um, moved to M1, Con- M1 uh, Concord, which is a racetrack up in, it's actually in, the Detroit area in, in kind of in the, in the city. Um, they're supposed to have an event at the end of September called the American speed festival or festival of speed. Tim McGrain works there now. And I think that's going to be, that's an event we're going to try to bring the F5 to. So I think that's coming. Um, car week in in August, I believe is going to happen. You know, I think McCall's the quail. I think a lot of the major events that people are used to are going to happen. The kind of unknown is, you know, are you going to have to have your COVID record to get in? Are you going to have to wear a mask even though you're outdoors? Yeah. So there's still some to be determined. I have my own opinions about what I would want to do or not do, but I'm not going to get into that. I'll just say, look, I want to try to participate. So, you know, if I wanted to go to the quill and I had to wear a mask outside, um, 
Maybe I'd come up with a real interesting mask. Maybe I'll get my. Maybe I'll get my. I've <laughs> got my. I've got my raceusa.com. Well, I've got my. I've got my racing helmet over here with my horns on it. Yes, with the Texas flag on the top. On that, those painted. You probably get really hot in there. I but I but it's plumb for nitrous. <laughs> I'll just I'll just replumb it as long as, as yeah. long as I don't suffocate. Yeah, spray it right in your anyway. nose. Uh-huh. <laughs> but look, I know I think that I think yeah I think I think car events are coming. Um, you know, I think Goodwood Festival Speed and just outside of London is supposed to happen in July. And um, yeah, I mean, people get their shots and hopefully life goes on, you know? Life That's goes the hope. On. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And we can all, again, we have our car friends. At some point, you know, Nathan went to, you know, the Arch Center. and They have their big car car shows like in October usually. It's October, yeah. Yeah, so I, it's I outside. There's a There's yeah. a chance that happens yeah, this year. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so... People want to wear masks at that. I'd prefer not to, but mm-hmm. those are, I mean, so look, there's a lot of, uh, hopefully there are more options and opportunities mm-hmm. and depending on the state and the, who it is. And I mean, I think the bottom line on this whole, you know, uh, I went to the bank yesterday and, you know, the chairs are six feet apart. You have to make an appointment before I went in to go sit down with one of my bankers to talk about wiring some money or whatever I was doing. Um, you know, they have to go in there and wipe down the tables. I think they're all worried about lawyers. I think they're all worried yeah. about, the big companies are all worried about, oh, if so-and-so gets COVID and they think that we weren't, you know, adhering to certain CDC they're guidelines, they're going to get sued. Yeah. And so it's just, I think that part of that. there's still a lot of the, the general public that truly is still very concerned. Well, because they would turn on the TV and they see yeah, doc, exactly. you know, Lord exactly. Fauci wearing his, wearing his double mask <laughs> after he had both of his shots. And anyway, uh, I mean, if that's what he yeah. thinks, but just, yeah, I'm, I, you know, that's yeah. a different conversation, but well, hopefully I, people are less scared and go out and we'll just live their lives. Yeah. And, and um, to your point about just being excited about going back to events, um, I do attended an event recently and with a bunch of, you know, car guys there. And it was just, it was just nice to be, around the energy and the excitement around yes. car guys. And um, I'd kind of forgotten that or maybe taken it for oh, granted. Well, just because we go to these things like Pebble Beach and yeah. Quail and it becomes a little monotonous and then it, it goes away. And it, was, it just felt really good to be around, you know, my it, people. It, again. it does. Like like we had some of the some of these car collectors that were in town for the keels and wheels. We hosted a small group here to, at our place and just to show what we do and we did a little presentation in the in the F5 building, and I think that all went great, and it was fun, and I kind of said a few words, and Nathan, you kind of gave a presentation, and, you know, Alex, you're there with kind of the rest of the family, and, you know, that was neat, but I kind of, I was talking to our PR guy about it earlier today, and I said, you know, we haven't done a, we haven't done an F5 presentation. We meet with clients. We meet with potential clients. We've done some Zooms with some media people, but face-to-face presentations we really haven't done any of that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the biggest group of people outside of the company that have seen that car. Yeah. And I just thought, this is exciting, but also, you know, we need to make sure we know what we're saying. <laughs> we know, look, we know the details, but we need to kind of be clear what our, what we're talking about when we go to these events. So, yeah. Amelia, so I think we'll, we'll probably work on that a little bit in terms of, there's a million things we could talk for hours about the car, but mm-hmm. what are the details that we want to really kind of transmit? Yeah, we need to get some, some reps in just because yeah. we have it. Yeah, so it's just a matter of just kind of getting back into the practice yeah. of, you know, again, if it's, it's to, for us to go to a car event and just to participate and bring a cool car and hang out with their friends is one thing, but when we go kind of with our manufacturer hat on, it's kind of a different a different standard as far as what we have to mm-hmm. be ready for. So anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of looking. But it was just one of those things where I'm like, you know, we've done all this stuff before. Uh, we've been at Geneva. We've presented in 
But when you haven't done it for a year and a half or two years or longer, it's like, well, we need to be a little more prepared. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you talk to guys in, in super lockdown places around the world and, you know, they're just coming out of them and going to meet with people, they're like, oh, how do you talk to someone again? You know, it's like, it's a little, <laughs> well, we don't have that problem. <laughs> we don't have that problem, no. but others do. So yeah, yeah, I mean, there's an adjustment, right? It's kind of strange, but yeah. that's where we are, yeah. I guess. So what else is on the agenda? Don't you guys have some qu- interesting questions from listeners? Yeah. So today nobody we'll listens to this podcast anyway. So I was really surprised that no, I'm is, joking. It's, oh, it's cool. roasted. It I'm is. Ju- yeah. I'm joking. Wow. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we for sure have at least at the very minimum one proven listener. Uh, but we have some fan questions that we're going to be answering today. Uh, a lot of them are very interesting. Yeah, thanks again for sending them in. Yes. We, we actually got some really good questions from you guys, so we encourage you to continue to to send them our way. Definitely keep sending them and send them to podcast at com. So the first question that we've got here, out of the big three from the United States, you've got FCA, you've got Ford, and you've got um, General Motors. So they each kind of have a supercharged V8 that's their king of the castle engines. You got the Hellcat from FCA, you got the LT5 from GM, and you've got the Predator from Ford. And the fans want to know which ones we think are the best. Which one is the best for, you know, all sorts of reasons. Uh, How it delivers power, the emotion, the sounds, is it easy to modify, the reliability, etc.? Drum roll. You guys go ahead. Tough one. Man, that is a tough question. I'll go last. All right. So I love what Dodge and FCA has got going on right now. Their attitude about putting the Hellcat engine in everything is amazing. I think it's super cool. Um, Although it's just not my favorite. It's not at the top of my personal list. Uh, Why is that? The actual cars aren't my favorite so i guess it's less about the engine there yeah. and it's more about what they're in okay so if they put a hellcat in a viper it might be my number one so well you're really dreaming now aren't you oh uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait take, take, hold on a second bring take the viper it. back put the hell i've been saying that for years i know i know i just think about well okay i like two-door sports cars right yeah. or sedans so if you take the charger or the challenger they're both awesome and powerful but very heavy and they actually can be very fun to drive for that reason. Very rare and happy. You can play with them, flick them around, mm-hmm. but not my favorite cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so move on to the LT5 and the ZR1 Corvette. Um, the LT5 can make so much power. We've had it make like mid-11s to the wheels on a, on a C7 ZR1. It's no longer in production, FYI. Exactly. It's gone. Um, but I think... The vehicle on there actually wasn't my favorite. Like, I'm kind of over C7 Corvettes. I really liked them for a long time, but I feel like they haven't aged that well. Um, and then the new, you know, LT2 on the on the C8 isn't isn't quite there yet in terms of modifying well, you it. You can't do anything to it. Right. Have but we talked about that? No. Well, we can say we that. Yeah. yeah. Say that C8, for a future yeah. podcast. Yeah. We, we're holding out hope that GM comes through with something, but you cannot modify the C8. Right. People are shocked when I tell them that. I'm like, sorry. So I think the LT5 sounds the best. Put a big cam in it, put headers on it. It sounds the absolute best. But I think the best engine on this list, especially the way that it's used, is the Predator. And that kind of goes against some of the things that I believe, too, because 
one of my big beefs with a GT500 is that at the end of the day, it's a Mustang. And that some people like that, some people don't. But to me, it, that's not a good thing. Um, it's a really fast Mustang. It's a really fast Mustang. And the dual clutch in it is amazing. Yeah. It It's good enough to be close to a PDK. Um, and it just bangs off gears. And it's really fast stock, but you can also make a lot of power in it. Um, it's bulk, it sounds it's a bulky, cool. bulky muscle car. Yeah, but it revs high and yeah. pulls forever. Fourth gear just lasts an eternity in that car. So I don't know. I think I might have to go with the Predator on this one. Right. Has LT5 has the most emotion, but I feel like the Predator is that. Well, but the LT5, list. I don't think. I mean, again, if the question is what's modern and available, it's really the LT4, which is a good car, which is a good motor to modify. Yeah, it's not as beefy as the LT5, and the LT5 is a rarity. You know, if you've got a C701, that's the only vehicle that it ever came with. And this went out of production a year and a half ago, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Man. Predator, though. It's Nathan, what do you think? Yeah, got? well, I was going to say Predator is, is mine, too. But I might swap for number or for second place and say the Hellcat Red Eye just because it, the fun factor. If you just take away kind of the context of yeah, what you were talking about. Machine. Yeah. I mean, it is fun. It's fun. And then, too, I would just like to celebrate the fact that in 2021 we have well, not the LT5, but just some of these options, you know, American Muscle. It is so much fun. Yeah, it's the golden era right yeah. now. Yeah, but and to your point, the LT5 and the ZR1, man, when especially when we do like the thousand oh, package man, in this building, so angry. It, yeah, it just shakes you to your core. Yeah, yeah, it it does. I'm gonna bounce off you and agree that the Hellcat slash Red Eye platform is the most fun on this list. It might not be the fastest because yeah. they've got more weight. But it is more fun to drive than a C7ZR1 and a GT500, I think. Fair. Good point. Okay. Um, okay. And I don't disagree with anything you guys have said. I think that if I rank them in order, I put GM at the bottom of the list, not because GM did make great stuff. I think they've got some really amazing stuff yet to come as far as the, the Z06 and rumors of a 9500 RPM, you know, naturally spreaded v8 making 600 plus horsepower which we'll get but, to in the next for, question but for right but for right now um look the lt4 and we still build we still build one or two exorcists every month and we've got some cool news that will come out about the exorcist in the near future but um you know great mo great potential motor great all-around motor but um lt5 no longer available and um you know gm is there are i mean everybody knows they've already shifted a lot of their resources towards electrification and We'll see how that plays out in the future, but um, but back to the the podcast listeners' question, I would rank the Predator number two, and I think the Predator. So we're talking about the five point two liter supercharged GT five hundred motor that is also rumored to be coming in the Raptor R. We don't know if that's coming in twenty twenty. It's probably coming ne late next year as a twenty twenty three. So that's probably eighteen months away. Um, but I, what I like about the Predator, um, again, it revs to, I think the stock um, rev limit is 7,200 RPM. I think mm -hmm. we we bumped that up to like 75, 75 with our Venom 1000 package on E85. And I drove that Venom 1000 GT500 the other day, and on it, it's just 850 to the wheels or whatever yeah. it makes. Yeah, on E. It just pull, it's just so exotic. That is like an exotic motor because, yeah. because of the mod motor design and the high RPM. You know, it doesn't have really any torque or grunt down low, but it reminds me a lot of a McLaren. 
Mm-hmm. It just keeps freaking pulling. It doesn't yeah. give you a big torque hit like the LT4 does or the Hellcats do, but it just has a very exotic sound. That, that would be a neat it's engine the, in it, a mid-engine car. Yeah. yeah. It's the most exotic muscle car you can buy, I would For say. For sure. And I think the GT500, again, with dual clutch, I think that was what Ford's intention was is to come up with like, you know, really like an exotic execution of a muscle car. But again, it's just kind of still big and bulky and kind of mm. heavy, but when the thing... That wonder, thing felt like a 720 to me on the, yeah. when it was pulling on the you know down the back of the racetrack. I wonder what lap times are on C7 ZR1 versus GT500. I'd be curious to look that up. Yeah, you know, see what. And then really um, my number one would be the, the the Hellcat, and for a variety of reasons, um, you know they're in so many vehicles. I drove a yeah. drove, I drove a Hellcat Durango the other day for the first time. I'm like. Holy crap, is a vehicle this big supposed to be able to go 140 miles an hour, you know, with three rows? Uh, and it was just like, it was just effortless. And just yeah. like it, you know, I just, I just go, was going 90 and I punched it and just like dropped down a few <laughs> gears and 120, 125, 130. I'm like, holy crap, I hope I don't have to stop. Be Fred Flintstone with my feet hanging out the bottom <laughs> of the floor of that thing. But, uh, yeah, that's, now, a to- that's a vehicle that totally fits your. Your mantra, you're a big sleeper vehicle yeah, with lots but, of power. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. I, I really, I, just for me personally, I kind of feel like the Trackhawk is a little more my style in that it's, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, a little bit smaller, but it still has plenty of room for at least for what I need. And uh, I like the interior treatment of the Trackhawk a little bit more. But, you know, look, you take that, that again, the stock Hellcat motor is wonderful. But, you know, with 900 or 1,000 horsepower, it's pretty ridiculous. And they're super bulletproof, reliable, at least up to 1,000 horsepower. I think on the stock motor, you start getting north of 1,100 horsepower. You're like, well, you hope you got good gas and, you know, you're not in the wrong situation at the wrong time. But with, you know, a bunch of nitrous or whatever. But but look for what we build for clients and what we build for ourselves. They're super duper reliable. And, And it's just available in such a wide variety of vehicles i think the only downside to the hellcat and again you know the more available it is to the masses the less exclusive it is for you know i like driving something like nobody else has so like right. if i had a you know if i had a, a you know a, a track hawk or a, a, a durango hellcat with a elephant swap and it's like i'm one of just a few people in the world that has it, i'm like that makes me happy you know just kind of my own weird weird way but um but everybody and their mother's got a Hellcat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and they've modded them and they do all kinds of crazy stuff Especially to them. Especially here. And God, God bless them, you know? Hopefully yeah. they can, you know, avoid running into crowds, you know, when they do their little, <laughs> you know, late night car meets and <laughs> people don't get run uh, over or hurt, you know? That's kind of yeah. like Houston's become, becoming known for not just the former street cap, street race capital of the world, but just the jackass capital of the world as far as, you know, they've moved out of Mustangs and now they're running into crowds with Hellcats. And they're usually four-door chargers. Uh, for whatever reason yeah. and not to go off on that tangent yeah. but i'm just they're usually just, the 392 scat packs too <laughs> or the v6 guys <laughs> so, yeah. yeah but anyway uh, um all right next so you, you mentioned the uh the new z06 motor what it potentially might be the high revving na motor uh so we have a question of would you t- we play this game a lot this or that in terms of cars would you guys take mclaren artura or yeah exactly would you guys take a new C8 Z06, assuming that it is this high-revving NA motor, dual overhead cam, or would you take a used 458 Italia? 
I'm all about the Z06. Now, if it was the the 458 Speciale, that's where I was going to yeah, go. Yeah, let, let's just that's, assume that's it's the base million, model. Dude, that's base a half model. a million bucks. So base model 458, you know, you at least get to pick a clean one that's used. Or you get a brand new spec'd out Z06. I think, I think that's what the new. I think that's what the. You know, whether it's a 2022 or 23, I think. I think it comes out next year. Um, you know, and it's it probably like a high spec with carbon fiber options and carbon brakes and like the old you know Z, uh, Z07 option package. So I'm guessing that car's you know totally optioned out, the most badass form that you could get from the factory, unless they come out with like a future special edition. I'm guessing that car's 150 grand, let's say. Yeah. And I bet you it would run rings around. I bet it would beat a, a Speciale. It's going to have I that agree. very, very exotic sound to it. You know, look, the, I know we know a lot of people at GM, and even though they're spending a lot of time and money on electrification, there's still a bunch of serious car people over there. It does. It, I'll I'll make a prediction, and I might be if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Fine. Uh, I'm I'm going to go out there and say that 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 Z06 by next summer. We'll go turn a lap time at the Nordschleife, the Nurburgring, under seven minutes. And it wouldn't surprise me if they go out and they beat whatever the, was it the AMG GTR Pro or oh, the Black, the Black Series, Series yeah. that just yeah. was the recent, when a 643 or a 645 Something beat like the, that. I forget the Lamborghini. SVJ. Or, yeah. SVJ. So um, be don't great. be surprised. Don't be surprised to see, you know, um, the Corvette guys waving the flag that they took that down. If, you it, heard it, if, here it, first. if it does beat that time, then we're talking about it being an alternative to the 488 or like the yeah. FA Tribune because well, that's right. seriously fast. Right. Yeah. The, those oh, cars aren't doing well, those times. In a straight line, it's not going to be as fast. I'm guessing that the new Z06 runs maybe high 10s at 100 and in the low 130, so like 132 mile an hour, something like that. Look, but when the ZR1 comes out, that'll be that'll be a 720 beater, you know. So the ZR1 Ooh, right. comes out for 200 grand, and it beats, and it's faster than a 720 for half the money. A 200 thousand yeah. dollar Corvette. Yes, yeah. that's crazy. oh yeah, it's that coming. It's coming. No, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. what's interesting about this question is that um, just this week there was spy photography. I never know if this stuff is actually spy photography. It's Whatever. strategic spies. It was leaked you know? photos of the Corvette. Of course, they all, do, all those guys do um, that. test benchmarking against a four five eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I've um, heard that that's a. It's like the car that they're trying to be. Yeah. So, you mean the, you mean the four eighty eight? No, no, the four five eight, no, four, five, eight yeah. which was it's NA versus NA, so I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with yeah. that. You can get four five eights in the high one hundreds. Yeah, but okay, but the part about this question that we need to stick to is taking the price difference out. So let's let's do the four five eight speciale because mm-hmm. that's like you know half million bucks. Yeah. I've, so take the price out. Yeah. Would you take that or the Z06? I'll take the Ferrari. Me too. I would take the Ferrari. But, I mean, again, that car's five years old. So, you know, the Z06 is going to have the latest and greatest technology. And I'm sure they'll have a, a phenomenal aero package on it. I think it's going to, I mean, I think the new C8 looks great. But I think when you see these higher performance iterations of the C8, they're going to be, you know, they're still going to make a lot of them. But, the you know, the, where, where, where Corvette has always excelled is delivering high value, lots of performance for a really great price. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll continue to do that. They're going to go out with a bang. They're moving so much towards electric. They're they going to drop, try and drop the mic with all the C8 stuff. Oh, they stuff. will. They yeah. will. The Zora. I mean, so it's, so it's uh, what's the product plan that I have saw floating around the internet somewhere? So it's the Coupe, 
that was last year. Then the convertible this year. Um, then it's the Z06, and then I think it's uh, well. Then no, next year before the Z06 comes out, there's a right-hand drive. I think that comes out for international yep, markets, yeah. which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Z06, then the ZR1, which basically has the twin turbo version of that high revving V8. I don't know if it's still going to rev to 9500 with with boost, but I bet it revs to revs to eight or eight that 8500. Yeah, and Ooh. then then you go to and that's say 850 to 900 horsepower. Then the next iteration beyond that is the Zora that they've rumored, been rumored for years. That's hybrid. That has you know it's like a 918 or a LaFerrari. So mm-hmm. it's got you know 300 horsepower worth of electric motors or maybe 250 in the front, 850 to 900 in the back. So now you're talking about 11 or 1200 horsepower with a warranty from the factory. What's the Zora? Zora will probably be exclusive. It will probably be maybe they'll do a thousand units or less. It'll be hard to get. Um, they'll be three hundred grand, but you know that thing will probably that thing will probably run you know quarter miles in the high eights at one hundred and sixty miles an hour that's from the factory with a warranty. Yeah. yeah, well that that's that's so why that's what's I coming. Would, that's why I would definitely take um, the Z06 over a used just base four five eight because as you said, it's you, you get that with a warranty. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's right. crazy, and and maintenance is going to be way better on a Z06 than for a sure. 458. So yeah, yeah, I would for sure take that. Yeah, great question. Yeah, how much time we got left, Sam? Okay, we got 10, yeah, 10, 15, 10, 15 minutes. Okay, we're good on time. Okay, cool. So, speaking of all these NA engines and stuff and boosts, so three types basically. You've got naturally aspirated, supercharged, turbocharged. What's hybrid? Y'all's yeah, hybrid. I mean, I'm not interested in that much in yeah. the hybrids, but it's come. I'm just saying it's coming. It's definitely coming, and yeah. partly here. But just out of these three, what's y'all's preference and why? Preference between what? Naturally aspirated, supercharged, or turbocharged? Oh, my answer is yes. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say absolutely. it depends. I mean, it's like I mean, if look at some point, you know, you can have like cars kind of like a. A bag of golf clubs. There's a time for the driver, and there's a time for the wedge, and there's a time for the butter. But yeah, I agree. But are you talking about like if you're gonna time, have if you're one just gonna have weekend, one car, one weekend, yeah, car, one car, one pleasure car? What are you gonna get? That's easy for it'd be naturally aspirated. Mm. Easy V8, V10, V12. Oh, cylinder wise, anything um, specific? Hmm. The manual V12 Aston. Maybe I go. Yeah, maybe no. If I have any choice in the world, probably V10. Something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Get you a good deal on a Viper. You know, there was a uh, there was a Vi- 96 Viper GTS, just as a side note, sold on Bring a Trailer last week. It had 44 miles on it. It had the mm. Indy 500 um, pace car sticker package, which I, I, I had the 14th 96 GTS and I modified it and sold it, made a good profit off of it back in probably 97. But anyway... That car sold for a hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Wow. That car was sixty grand new, sixty sixty five grand new. So wow. Anyway, so you're talking about V10s. That's pretty good. The Vipers yeah. are yeah. The Vipers. Are I've got a poster up. of that car. Yeah, yeah. The prices so, are going up on Vipers. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking more like Carrera GT or LFA, but well, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Viper no. would be fun too. Well, you, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've, I've driven the. A friend of mine's got a couple Carrera GTs. Amazing. But yeah, boy, the I think the best sounding car I've ever heard and ever driven in my life, especially from some the drive in the in the in the driver's seat, is the LFA. Mm-hmm. Was it a four point eight liter V eight V ten? Maybe a five liter. 
Yeah. Maybe a five and a half liter. I forget. It's a small displacement. It is small displacement. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. I haven't driven that. I I did get to rev one out pretty yeah. hard, but yeah. man, what was the transmission like? I thought it was pretty good. It's a single clutch paddle shift. Um, you know, not as fast as the DCT, but I thought it was pretty good. Oh, that's I thought the car overall was very balanced. I had a chance. Yeah. I mean, Lexus let me borrow. It's like, hey, can you modify this car? I'm like, I don't know, but if you let me borrow one and test drive it for two yes. weeks, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were on vacation with our family in Orange County down in Newport Beach, and I drove that thing. I did a rally with the checker flag group from the Peterson, and they had this thing in July called Best. This a, a guy has a, a ranch near Malibu, and he has like a, a Bastille Day party. So this is like in July, and so we went through this route. I was with Barry McGuire and some other people and some cool cars and just going through kind of those windy mountain roads or up above Malibu and I was driving the LFA with my honey with me and we had a blast. It was on the on the top five drives of all time. What color was it? Black. Black. So nice. that was the same car was on top gear and they wrapped it yellow. Oh, that's the one I, yeah. I was So in. that was like their beater yeah. PR car. Like they just yeah, gave that cool. to anybody and everybody. Yeah. If they gave it to me, they gave it to anybody and everybody, <laughs> you know? So. But I mean, good testament to the car. Oh, absolutely. It, yeah. Yeah. Wow. They probably, Lexus, that's probably some sort of a demo that's probably, you know, like a test mule or whatever. They probably still have that car. Yeah, yeah. probably. We even, uh, just as a side note, very early on when F when F5 was just like, literally just like a, an idea, 2012, 2013. Oh, yeah. That was like about the time, uh, so I think it was 2012 when they let me drive the LFA. And by the way, I told them, I'm like, there's no place to put anything. There's no place to put turbos. Everything is like, it's one of those deals where if you drop your nut or your screw, you're working on that car and that engine bay, it's never hitting the ground. There's a million things packed into that deal. I'm like, there's no room to put anything. And by the way, it's just such a nice car. I don't know that you anybody would ever want to modify it, you know? So Except me. Well, so I, so I, I want cir- turbos in it. So, I, so yeah, so I circled back <laughs> to the Lexus guys like a year later and said, you know, we're thinking about building another car beyond the Venom GT, and man, if I could source that 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 V10 and put some boost on it with like a thousand plus horsepower, that would be like really the best sounding car yes, of all time. And then some, on. you know, the best sounding all of all time with some turbo and wastegate noise and some blow off valves. And he was like, "Well, you know, the engineers that developed that in Japan, they're pretty." They don't want that. Yeah. They don't want that engine going in any it's other pride car. And joy. It's pride and joy. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. So tell us, uh, everybody, go around and tell one crazy driving story or cop story, or not that anybody here speeds. I only go the speed limit. Cop story. But uh, I, you have one in mind that has to do with Mario Andretti. Yeah, that's a good story. I've told this story before. I was telling somebody last week. Yeah, so um, we were doing a, a, pro, a promotion with Shell. Man, this is like 2016, so this is like five years ago. And so I get a phone call from somebody at Shell that says, hey, look, we're doing this we're doing this uh, promotion for Shell V-Power, and um, we're going to have this event at Jay Leno's Garage in, in Burbank next to the Burbank Airport. I'm like, yeah, I've been there before. No, Jay's customer. And then they said, well, what we want to do is we want to we drive – two Ferraris from Vegas to Jay's shop with some media people. And we're going to have Mario Andretti drive one of the Ferraris. And, and John, would you like to drive the other one? I'm like, am I getting paid for this? <laughs> They're like, no, I'm, I was joking. I'm like, no, but no, we'd like you to do this. And so I'm like, I'm like, of course, of course. Like uh, I get to drive a Ferrari with Mario Andretti, Mario Andretti. And so the funny thing is, it's like, I'm like, you know, the shell people are very by the book and, 
you know, and I'm thinking there's no way I can speed. I like I had the lady that was the CEO of of Shell's uh, fuel operations, the retail in in North America. Nice lady, I forget her name, but like the whole time I'm just like I'm just going like five over because I know they're like total like you know by the book rule followers, yeah, and I'm right. like they're not some Yahoo race guy like you know <laughs> out here in Sealy you know that goes and tests cars in Mexico every now and then. Yeah. And then at some point she says, well, "Why don't you go and open it up?" I'm like, "Come on!" Yes. And I'm like, "I'm like, I'm like, we we pull up a gas station and like." Here comes Mario Andretti, and of course I'm in the uh, I'm in the California, I'm in the girls' car. You know, <laughs> Mar- Mario's in the F12, right? So I'm like, uh, so so we're we're going, you know, we're driving from Vegas to to LA. It's not a very, I mean, we're you know we're probably clipping along pretty good. We're not doing like stupid speeds, but it was probably three and a half hours, something like that. And we stopped along the way to, to gas up with some V power, and so I've known Mario. We've done several projects together. Super duper nice guy, massive talent massive balls i saw him drive a mclaren f i literally i saw mario andretti drive a mclaren f1 at 221 miles an hour at the firestone proving grounds in fort stockton texas with the roden track magazine shootout this is back in like 1998 we had a viper there um anyway he's wide open throttle around the whole track not just on the straightaway not just at the end of the coming on the street he's wide he caught wfo wide you know what open all the way around, and the guy's just massive ball. So anyway, so I'm just Mar- I'm just kind of going on Mario Andretti stories, and so we're just hanging out at the, at the parking lot of the gas station, and I just said, "So I'm guessing there's probably times when you've gotten pulled over, and I'm guessing there's probably times when, you know, some nice officer says, oh, you're Mario Andretti, and maybe you don't get a ticket,' and he just kind of smiled and said, "That's not my question." I said, my question is, is have you, have you ever been pulled over and before the officer can look at your driver's license or recognize who you are, has anybody ever officer said to you, who do you think you are, Mario Andretti? And he laughed. He said, no. He said, there's one time I was in this rally in Louisiana with these crazy Ferrari guys and I was riding as a passenger with a guy in some fast Ferrari and he was hauling butt and got pulled over. And the officer says, who do you think you are, Mario Andretti? And the driver said, nope, I'm not, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that so that's pretty funny, right? So Mario <laughs> tells me the story. I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. That's a great story. So fast forward a year and a half later. I'm at the NADA show in New Orleans, and I'm having dinner with a friend of mine, a guy. He's hilarious. He's an Italian guy. Franco Velobra, Velobra Jewelry. So if you're listening to this and you need to get something nice for your wife for Mother's Day, her birthday, or Christmas, uh, uh, Franco is uh, Franco's very, very good and a uh, good jewelry guy. But he's a big car guy. So I, I knew Franco just through friends in Houston. He has a store in Houston. He has a store down in the French Quarter. And so I was over there for NADA. I see him at the show. He's, you know, he's like, you know, he's one of these guys, like literally, if you've known him for five minutes, he's like, you've known him your whole life. It's like, John, John, I'm having dinner tonight with some friends. Come have dinner with me. So meet up with them at this nice restaurant in, in uptown in, in New Orleans. And so we're sitting there at the dinner table. And somehow I'm, I get to, I tell him that, uh, no, no, these guys are telling the story. And the guy, and the guy at the dinner table tells that story and I, and he, and, and he was the guy driving the car. Oh. And I said, Mario Andretti told me that story. <laughs> So how that's, weird is that that I met Mario so Andretti and we're in you know in the middle of nowhere yeah. uh, Nevada on, driving on a road trip and he tells me the story who do you think you are Mario Andretti 
And then I hear that same story from the guy that was the driver of the car. The guy that was in that rally, I think Franco organized the rally. And this is one of Franco's buddies and somehow, I mean, there's not very often that Mario Andretti is going to ride his passenger. But for whatever whatever the circumstances were, he was the passenger on that day. And yeah, can you imagine the cop looking in and looking at the guy who's like, nope, I'm not Mario Andretti, but, but he, he is. is. But he is. <laughs> anyway. Pretty good. That's epic. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, I've got one. Um, there was one time when you uh, still had your 4GT. Yeah. and The Heritage? Yeah. Yep. And uh, I was driving it to take it to church in the morning, and I went oh, and picked yeah. up Josh Tibbs. Yes. Uh, and it was and like, you were doing a promotion. Weren't you bringing like, some yeah, cool cars yeah, to, it was to church? The church or? was doing a cool thing, and they asked us to bring a cool car, so I was doing a, a solid. And it was like 6 a.m., and I was like, hey, Josh, like, you like cars? Why don't you feel this? how fast this thing is? So, I don't know. We did. I mean, I, have, of course, never went faster than the speed limit. But uh, I was going, like, probably 140 on the feeder and uh, got pulled over. In, in the, Mexico. In Mexico. And the guy, the guy got in his radio, which has never happened to me, and told me to get out of the car. Oh, boy. And it was pretty, pretty wild. I ended up getting a ticket. It was were no gun, big deal. Were guns drawn? I don't remember. I don't think guns were drawn. He was just like, you know, on the radio, loudspeaker, like, get out of the car. And yeah. I stuck my hands out first. And I don't know. It nice. was just crazy. And then two days later, uh, I drove a 720 for the first time and got pulled over in that. So that was just like my big weekend of, wow, two tickets, two days, two cool cars. Never forget that. That's the big baller life. Yeah, definitely. Four yeah. GTs yeah. 720. Look at you. Yeah. Man. yeah. Hey, wow. watch Famous last words. Hey, watch this. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like I can't compete with y'all really, but because all, all of my stories revolve around getting stuck in mud. Okay. So right. just because, I mean, I feel like I really, I mean, my first car I got in college. So I didn't have a whole lot of, well, I take that take that back i had some crazy experiences in high school with cars but none of them were were really you know anything to write sure. home about then, well you hang around us long enough and the stories are coming trust me oh yeah, yeah. i already have a few being okay. here uh -huh. which is good yeah the one i'll share is from my time uh in la when oh. i was in school out there and um you know back in in alabama um where i went to to undergrad at auburn university war eagle um you can basically just go out into country, go out in the country, find a you know dirt road. If it's rain, you can just you know go mud bog a little bit and have fun. Uh -huh. No one cares, right? And there's also just open kind of national land, I guess, public land. Right. But you can go out there anytime. You know, there's shooting ranges, fire towers. It's just a fun. They time. don't need shooting ranges. They shoot. They shoot the signs on the side of the road. Exactly. Yeah, every time it's, you go out in the country, you see all these bullet holes and uh -huh. some sign on the side of the road. I'm like, who the heck did that? <laughs> Bunch of <laughs> Yahoo's been drinking too much. But uh -huh. anyway. And so that's kind of what I was used to, but out in LA, they do things a little differently. A little? Uh, and so I took my Land Cruiser up into the Mount Wilson range, if you're familiar with that at all. It's the mountains in, in LA. Just because I wanted to blow off some steam and go get in some mud and have a good time. Mm -hmm. I found my way into a water treatment facility and then like worked my way up this mountainside and was having a blast. You know, I was like blazing a trail, having a good time. <laughs> and then I, I come... I'm like really trying to test my, my cruiser out and I get kind of bogged down in this like little draw a little bit. And I'm thinking, Oh man, this isn't good. It's, it's raining. 
and, and anyway, I ended up just getting out. And as I crest this hill to get out, I see these cars at the bottom of this this little hill, and the, these people are waiting for me. And they start yelling at me and ordering me like off down the mountain. Well, I've stumbled into some private residential, like high end. Oh wow. Uh, community, I don't know what you call it, but like neighborhood <laughs> up in these mountains and they were just losing their minds. And so what they did is they boxed me in, one guy leading me, one guy behind me and we were flying down these, like they were not messing around. We get down and they start saying, you know, they're, oh, we're going to call the police. They see my Alabama plates and they go, oh, do, do you have guns in your car? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't. I'm just out here. I'm just having a good having time. A good I don't time. know what's going on. Anyway, they don't end up calling the police, and I just hightail it out of there, never to return. But I learned very quickly that Californians do things a little differently than Alabama. Well, they're, they're all about the rules. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And if yeah. you're in violation of the rules, they will make sure you know about it. Big yeah. time. Right. Yep. That's all right, everybody. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch everybody on the next episode. All right. Send us your questions. Podcast at HennessyPerformance.com. Yes. Boom. Boom. Yeah.